Hi everyone, it's Maddie. As you're all probably aware, there's a lot going on right now and um, most of the House of Bridget members have been sent home and we're all kind of scattered around the world right now. And um, so in order to do our podcast, we decided that it would be a good idea for anyone who was willing and able to record their faith story by themselves and so for the rest of the year we're going to be trying this kind of different format and the first faith story is Shane. He's one of our regular hosts on the podcast. I hope you all enjoy and I hope you're all staying safe. This is Shane Jenkins. Um, Some of you who've listened to Talk of Read before might recognize me as the house director of the Dublin community of the House of Bridget. Um, I wanted to thank you for joining me as I tell you a little bit about my faith story. Um, This is per a suggestion by my fellow house member Maddie and I believe Catherine as well, but they wanted to do a series on how all of us in the House of Bridget either came to our faith um, or how we've grown in it since coming to House of Bridget. So Um, thank you for joining, and I'll tell you a little bit about myself if you'd like to hear it. So I suppose the first thing is that, um, I was born into a Catholic, or I have been born into a Catholic family, um, but I suppose it's also fair to say that that family is fairly, uh, Catholic in name only for most instances. Um, like I was baptized and confirmed and went through all the normal steps, but growing up, the faith wasn't particularly prevalent in my life had it not been that my parents also sent me to a Catholic school. Um, and it was at this school that I really encountered my faith once a week for mass, um, in religion class and in encountering other people who were talking about this. Um, I remember when I was really young, I just didn't really get what faith or religion was and I didn't know the differences between them. So at one point, I remember by one point when I was younger, um, the bishop was coming to our church, our school, to give a little All Schools Day Mass. And I didn't know the difference between anything, any person in the church. So I told my parents that the Pope was coming and they flipped out um, and told me that it couldn't be true that the Pope was coming. Um, and another time, a friend asked me what faith my family was. And I said, um, may, I think Christian or Catholic, I, I really don't know the difference. And so there was this sense in which I, I didn't truly understand what faith was for um and though I was getting bits of it through my Catholic education I wasn't exposed enough to the questions around it or why we were doing it that I I just sort of accepted it as a thing that we all did they didn't really know the difference um but that was in my grade school and towards the end of that around seventh grade or for those Europeans listening around 13 years old um I kind of got into a pre-middle school, or sorry, a pre-high school kind of anxious state of mind with a lot of anxiety. Um, It was a time and when I struggled to know where I fit in with friends. Um, I seemed to constantly be feeling like to to have friends or to be valued in, in school society meant being funny or witty or popular or any of those things. And I, it was worrisome because um, most of my, my good old friends were in the other class, and I didn't feel like 
I had people that I could really lean on to just sort of belong no matter what. I felt like I had to constantly be performing and that if I didn't win the day's performance that I could just lose the people that were supposedly my friends at the time. And that was really stressful. Um, and alongside that, it was a perhaps a tough time in my own home in that there was always a little bit of unrest in my household. Um, not that I had a, 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 a dangerous or bad household by any means. I, I, in fact, have two very loving parents and a nice brother, but oftentimes we didn't get along. And so being at home could feel quite tense. And so all of these things combined, I think I, I was at that time sort of in a, I don't want to say vulnerable, but certainly in a more open state to wanting to find a deeper sense of happiness or contentment or belonging or just a sense of stability um, that was authentic and not just contrived. And it was at that time that I met a really close friend named Michael. And he came from uh, actually an exceptionally Catholic family, a family whose parents were converts before uh, most of the children were born. And so they really understood their faith. But what I saw from them wasn't any form of preaching or anything. I was just inspired by the way that they behaved and acted. The family seemed happy when they were spending time together, eager to help out. They just had this sense in which they truly enjoyed each other's company and felt loved and still could have fun and be normal people. Um, and I think that was something that really spoke to me. Um, it seemed like a kind of love or happiness that was far deeper than just the the admiration you might win for a few minutes if by performing the the funniest at school and so that sort of drew me in and I became friends with Michael, uh, or even even greater at that time, um, I got to have rides from home from his family. I would go over to his house now and again, and I'd see how they would act, how they talked about their faith and valued it, and had their kids understand why behaving and loving the way they did was so important. And I think at that point. I slowly started paying more and more attention, <laughs> even though I didn't know what I was doing at things like mass, where I would pay really strong attention to a priest's homily or to the readings. Um, and though, like I said, I didn't really know what I was doing in it. In some sense, I was just trying to like fake, fake it till I made it kind of. It had an impact all the same in that I think it changed the way that I behaved and, th- and it started to give me just the smallest sense of, of a sense of values of my own life that I wanted to achieve and live. And so at that point, I was going into to high school. And lucky enough, I went to a Catholic high school as, as well. And it was really at this place that this seed that had been planted was able to be fertilized and sort of grown up, if that makes sense. Um, I met these wonderful theology or Catholic theology teachers who seemed to make the faith come alive. It was no longer about memorizing aspects of the faith, but it was about challenging us with real world scenarios and asking um how we ought, how we think we ought to react and then presenting to us what catholic church had already suggested or 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 advised and and in doing so it presented me with tough situations and showed me a beautiful response by the church in the same way that i was in that tough situation of not feeling true connection with other people in middle school and then the beautiful response of actual selfless love that I saw in my friend Michael's family was that 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 uh that true alternative that I clung to and so I'd say it's about this time that the faith started to become more my own where I was enjoying these classes myself learning quite a bit telling my family about what I learned and again I I wasn't quite becoming 
in in my words, I guess the kind of person that I saw at say my parish's youth group. In fact, I never attended my parish's youth group once. Cause I think to me, I was still really nervous and worried about this stigma or, or impression of people who are just kind of, I don't know. I, I think the word today people would use is charismatic, but that's not quite it. It was more just that I wanted to understand my faith. And before I could jump into things that were more about like um, uh, sharing these prayer experiences, I felt like I needed to understand it and make it my own. And so the school f- functioned incredibly well in that regard and that it gave me um, role models and teachers and priests who I could talk to about these questions and, and really come to have a more, I'd say, robust understanding. So anyways, it was about this time, I guess my junior year, that I things really kicked into high gear, if you could put it that way, where one of my teachers, Professor Mr. Byer, um, who had actually been in Jesuit formation himself for many years and then left and was teaching at our school, he, I don't know how to phrase it, but he helped me encounter an actual experience of of God through prayer, which I never had before. Um, I suppose up to that point, and even even somewhat to today, a lot of my faith experience was limited just by really loving the theology and the thinking and the morality and the behavior and the responses to the human condition that I'd seen. But the actual personal experience of faith was sometimes difficult for me to to find or get into or really understand. And And it was through Mr. Byer that he helped me open myself to just praying to God, um, making myself or acknowledging my my creatureliness and vulnerability and allowing myself to be to be loved and approached by God's presence. And I think before then I hadn't really understood or felt um that presence and kind of felt it of my own accord, you know? It wasn't that he made me feel anything. In fact, he just sort of helped guide me into a state where I could take over the reins and or let God take over the reins rather but um yeah it was in that moment that I think things really changed where it was something that I knew I believed in for a reason I had felt God's presence and I wanted to continue my my um I don't know I guess like my friendship or my my love with with God um and yeah that's when things really kind of started off going into college I studied theology and the program of liberal studies which gave me these amazing theological resources and stories uh, and writings um, by people that were such as St. Augustine or Teresa of Avila, John of the Cross. It's just, I mean, anybody really who was a theologian or some sort of mystic or, or art artist, their experiences formed my faith even further, I think, in solidifying um, it for me to such that I could say I, I understood my faith. I understood its responses to most of the the core challenging problems of, of human life. And not that those responses were easy to write away, um, but more just it gave me a leg to stand on and something that I, that I understood and could tell other people. Um, and so again, like you can maybe see that in so many ways, my experience was with the theology and the thinking and the writing and the history and the beauty of the church, but still not always um, in the personal experience and the prayer, which has always been a challenge for me. Um, and so that in a way relates to, well, how I got to House of Bridget. Um, I didn't know at the time that I would be working on that with House of Bridget. In fact, I applied because I had studied abroad in Ireland in the past and knew I loved the country. And I also knew I wanted to do some form of Catholic service. Um, something that I could do with peers my age and hopefully 
A, grow in my faith, and B, grow in my understanding of how I wanted to live my life. And so I came to House of Bridges with that in mind. Um, but then I'd say through my first ever experience with um, participating properly in liturgical music by being in the, the choir at Newman University Church for two years now, or a year and a half, um, and then also going to daily mass, some um, six, pretty much like there's seven masses a week, but six days a week, technically with House of Bridget. I think I was just kind of thrown into it and not allowed to avoid, I guess, approaching God in the Eucharist and in a sacrament, which, which to me, I understood conceptually very well, but still struggled with, with reconciling that with true belief or, or an, an experience beyond just asking or praying I want to believe even if I don't get it I want to believe if I don't get it. it it became more and more that through this song and repetitive prayer I came to love going to mass a lot more love it for the ability to spend time with I guess the world's greatest comfort um, the ability to reflect and think about those around me and not just sort of stare ahead ahead of my own world and gave me a new appreciation for the fact that in our times of trial these sacraments could be places or even not in times of trial but especially in times of trial these sacraments are are things that we lean upon when we're desperate and looking for help and, and reconciliation and a new beginning you have confession um when you're looking for spiritual consolation and union with um your creator we have uh, what do you call it um communion um there are just all these different aspects that i hadn't quite really felt the important or i guess felt the significance of myself i, I understood the significance but didn't feel it and being in house of bridget certainly opened me to that experience through not only the challenge of the lifestyle but the challenge of some many wonderful friends i've made along the way um, not only my housemates, Catherine and Maddie, who've certainly gave me some wonderful opportunities to pray in our community prayer, um, but also a lot of my friends in town, they were people who had actually had really lovely, e- either like formative experience of Catholicism growing up, or they were running their own prayer groups and rosary groups, or there are some who were converts and really had studied this and understood it themselves, but um, I was so much more ch- challenged in a friendly way to learn about and understand the beauty of traditional, I guess, worship and prayer alongside trying to understand it as a core part of the Catholic life more than just the the lifestyle itself, more than just the regular secular world that changes. It was about all of that being grounded in our union on Sundays. And I suppose for me, I I now see that Sunday as like the root out of which all of our lives grow and we can we rejoin there once a week and remind each other of our spiritual brotherhood and sisterhood and then ideally grow grow out of that as we head out into the world again um and bear bear good fruit but anyways that's that's sort of the the arc of my prayer journey up to this moment um i'd say that a lot of the graces in my life were unexpected and that that's something i've come to learn with the ways that God has um, sort of shown shown light through the cracks of my shell of pride or my shell of trying to, to figure things out. Because um, as much as I ask and pray to do God's will and think about this endlessly and probably obsessively, because since I've had this sort of conversion and I'm wanting it to and wanting to find a deeper consolation in my life, 
I've started to think so much about what exactly I have to do to have the most of that or to, to give, give the most to this world. Um, and I think every time though, I'm still confounded by the truth that you can only do what you have in front of you. You can only do with, or you can only work with what you know. Um, and that's all that we're asked to do is to respond in the best way possible and make the most with the situation we have and the people in front of us to try to love them first um, my confirmation saint who I failed to mention but have mentioned in the past is St. Francis de Sales and he was always very adamant about this that um, <laughs> as much as we might want to practice loving everyone in the whole world immediately in the abstract there's a an, in a sense a greater challenge to make sure that we're loving our mothers and fathers, brothers, sisters, neighbors, friends co-workers, people that are close to us, present in our lives, concrete, to love them first and to practice to love, practice loving them well. Um, Therese of Lazou was huge on this as well, but I think all I'm trying to say is that that's all we can do. And while we're doing that, while we're working on the day-to-day, it's in these moments that surprises can enter our life. Um, I'd say the surprise of my friend Michael joining my life was something I never expected, the surprise of that spiritual experience with my high school teacher was certainly unexpected. Um, the surprise of the studies that I didn't realize would be so formative to me in college were completely unexpected. I, I had entered as a chemistry major and then only switched partway through and and it really changed my entire experience. Um, and furthermore, even though I came to House of Bridget with something in mind, my the out result and the people I met and the graces that entered my life because of that was entirely unexpected. And so, um, not to say that we, in a way, can't know what will happen, or we should, we, we can't plan our lives at all, but I will say that God's grace is so all-encompassing and all-loving that it's like, in the best of times, it's like a surprise birthday party that's perfectly planned, one in which you might have stressed about for not knowing how weird it was going to be or if it was going to happen at all or if anyone remember your birthday but when it goes off it just sort of it it doesn't maybe it doesn't justify all of the pain you've gone through but it's redeemed it for sure and it's given at least me an understanding of why I went through a lot of these things or um so like what the payoff of that still is and so even if my first um or my, my first years in grade or my sorry most of my years in in grade school and middle school were difficult there's a beauty at the end of it um and even though um my time in high school was confused with my faith i felt like i was going in a certain direction by the end of it um and even if house of bridget has its challenges by the end i've come to see the graces far more and so i'd say that's personally something that i would um, cling to the most in my faith is just this knowledge that god's providence and all-encompassing grace is far far more advanced and complicated and ahead of our our small worries and that i'm trying to trust that as much as i can so thank you for listening to my um prayer witness talk of sorts and i hope in some ways i might speak to your own experience or um, tell you a little bit more about me Um, You're always welcome to ask me more about it or to share your own experiences with me. Um, But for now, thank you for listening and have a good night. Take care.